We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. I'm Kel Dansby. Andreas is somewhere on a boat right now, another vacation. This guy's always out of the city, but I am thankful to be joined by the amazing Jeremy Botter. Jeremy, thank you for taking some time out, coming and talking uh, a little bit of combat sports with me. Yeah, glad to be here. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably rather be on a boat with Andrew, but like, I mean, but I can't. So why not come down and talk some, <laughs> talk some fighting, right? Exactly. He says that there's unlimited liquor on this boat. That sounds like heaven. I'm telling you. And so he left us here in Vegas, cold, chilly Vegas. He's in Mexico. It's like 80 degrees. We're here freezing with sweaters on. And it's uh, 55 degrees outside, so people think we're crazy. Um, But we're here to talk UFC news. And there's tons of it to talk. Let's start with news that you broke this week. Conor McGregor going against RDA, UFC 197 here in Vegas. Uh, tell me just a little bit how that came about. Well, I found out last Sunday night that that's what they were looking for. And usually, you know, I mean, you're a journalist, too. We, we try to go with two sources, you know, before we break something like that. And for this, I, it was so big that I felt like I needed to be more concrete before I went public with it. Um, I, I actually ended up with five sources on the story. Um, and I, I knew that the UFC was going, I mean, their intention was to break it on UFC tonight, last Wednesday night. Um, I knew that that was probably uh, going to be the case, and I was kind of bummed out because I didn't get it, you know, done before then, um, which which sucked. But uh, then it turns out that they, as they were filming UFC tonight, uh, UFC made the call to try to wait and hold it off and break it during the NFL playoffs this weekend, which ultimately didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but I breathed a sigh of relief when I watched that show and they didn't do it. And so uh, the next morning I was able to, uh, to finally get it confirmed and get enough out that, you know, get enough to put it out there. Uh, 
so it was kind of a long process, man. It's a multi-day process. Usually it doesn't take that long. But, you know, again, with a story of that magnitude, I, I, the last thing I want, I mean, the Irish people like me for the most part, I think. The, <laughs> last, thi- the last thing I wanted was to break a story and they book flights because that's what they do. Yeah, as they soon book as flights. you put it out. Yeah, and, I, you know, and then for it to not be true, I did not want that. I, I didn't, there's a good chance I'd be murdered, so I didn't want to be murdered. Uh, and so I made sure I was right, you know, got it out there. Uh, UFC was not happy. As you wouldn't expect them to be, they, of they you know they like to put out their their own information. But hey, look, it's my job, right? Yeah, it's our job too. Like they can't have everything. Um, yeah. they, they got enough money; they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Connor's going to make them a buttload of money in yeah. that fight. You know, they can let us have a little shine. We're talking about the fight itself, Connor moving up in weight. First off, it's something again. I thought I'd never seen from Dana. Like he was even right before Connor won against Aldo. He was saying he has to drop the belt if he wants to move up. It's going to be vacant, whatever. Connor changed that in 13 seconds. Yeah. And then now he can hold possibly two titles. Do you think this is a trend going forward in the UFC, or is it just Connor? Well, I think, first of all, it's a sign that Dana White maybe doesn't have as much pull as he used to. Uh, I think he's kind of been pulled back, you know, and, and the decisions are being made by Lorenzo Fertitta, people like that. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, he said that he, he, he would have to drop the belt, and then he said that, you know, Ronda Rousey, you know, I mean, Holly Holm wouldn't fight until she fought Ronda Rousey, and obviously both those things ended up being, you know, not true. Um, and, but also I think the, the other major indication, and I wrote about it yesterday, is that Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor has more power um, than any UFC fighter I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I did a story last night. His ultimate goal, man, his ultimate goal is to get out and McGregor promotions. His ultimate goal is to either leave the UFC entirely or to co-promote with the UFC and be his own man. I mean, that's that's his plan. Those close to me have, have been telling me for for months that that is his, his ultimate goal, and I've I've heard him talk about it. Um, this is a guy who has stroke in a way that UFC fighters have never had before, and uh, it's been pretty interesting to watch him use it. You know, like he's getting more and more comfortable calling the shots, and he's getting his way. This is what the UFC asked for, though. I mean, when you treat your promotion like a professional sports league, but then tell fighters not to unionize, you leave this huge loophole where someone's going to realize their power. Yeah. And they're going to hold you somewhat hostage with it because they are that good. I yeah. mean, he has the most power, like you said, probably ever. I mean, the most I've definitely seen since GSP, yeah. where you can choose when you're going to fight, who you're going to fight. Because to me, I knew GSP had that power when he didn't have to move up and fight Anderson Silva. Yeah. Or he can fight whoever he wants when he wanted to. Uh, he left and just said, family problems, I'm out. Here, yeah. you know, have the belt. That's power. And Connor has more power than that already yeah. in a few years. So to see him book another fight this close to the last one, I understand it was 13 seconds, moving up in weight. How do you see the fight playing out? Because we saw RDA just have an amazing, dominant fight against Cerrone. Yeah, I mean, well, it's been 18 months of dominance from from Dos Anjos, starting with the Pettis fight, you know. And but the thing is, is you know, we I, I think the the moving up in weight thing uh, needs to be given less weight than it than it actually, you know. I mean, than it is. Um, he Conor McGregor came into the UFC as a lightweight, but they made him fight at 145. He was a 155 pound champion. He had already moved up. Uh, he's a very very big featherweight. He's yes. a big guy, and actually, you know, if you eyeball him, Dos Anjos and McGregor, they're about the same size. So I, I don't think that's as big of a factor. And actually, I think you, without Connor having to go through that horrible weight cut, I mean, you've seen him. He looks like a Skeletor when oh, he's yeah, out there on horrible. stage. Like he looks like is that a corpse or is that Connor McGregor? I can't really tell. Yeah, you look at that guy, and that's such a horrendous weight cut. And now he's, you know, I mean, his coach said it yesterday. You've seen Connor on salad. Now you're going to see him on steak. You know, I think it's going to be a performance increase. I actually think you're going to see a better. Conor McGregor but that said like I, I've been 
agonize. I don't know who to pick in the fight. I mean, I'd probably lean Dos Anjos right now, but like, I've picked against Conor McGregor for two years, and he's proven me wrong every time. So yeah, <laughs> who knows? It, it's hard to pick against him, but if, if he's going to lose, this is in my mind where he loses. And to me, it doesn't hurt him if he does lose. He still has a title. He can still defend it. He still can talk. It's not going to hurt his appeal going forward. It's not going to hurt him for UFC 200. He's still going to be the guy on that card right. uh, against probably which most likely is Frankie Edgar, and we'll get to that. But against RDA, it's like the two times Connor's lost, it's at 155. It's against guys who have been able to choke him out or submit him yeah. in some way. And RDA, just seeing what he did to Pettis and to get someone on ground, seeing what a smaller Mendez did to Connor. Now you're going to a guy who's probably entering, one, not on, you know, two weeks' notice. So he'll have cardio. Sure. And with just as good takedowns and a heavier body. And Mendez kept you on the mat for, like, three rounds and couldn't do anything. And then now RDA just did the same thing to Pettis. I think he goes in with the same game plan. Close the distance, get him on the ground. He can't get up. Yeah, I mean, if Dos Anjos is smart, and he is, he, you know, he's surrounded by a bunch of smart coaches too. If he's smart, he'll go in with that same game plan. You know, I, I do think that Chad Mendez is a better wrestler than Dos Anjos. I think he has a better takedown. He's obviously, you know, being shorter and wider, has a better center of gravity. Um, but that said, Dos Anjos is just absolutely wicked. You know, and but the problem is that if Dos Anjos decides to stand with Conor McGregor, I do think he'd probably get knocked out. We've seen that left hand. I mean, it's the ultimate equalizer. It's like the ultimate finishing move right now. But <laughs> it was Ronda's armbar, and now it's Conor's left hand. Like, at, you know, but at, who knows, man? I mean, we've seen, I mean, Dos Anjos went in and he struck with Pettis. He's gone in and outstruck everybody else. Outstruck Cerrone, you know? Like, I mean, this is a guy who's who's been going in and playing to his opponent's strength. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see him do it again. Yeah, it's not the RDA of two years ago, which I don't know what happened to that guy. Sure not. Yeah, the, who knows? The, he vanished. The flip, the switch flipped, and then he's just a new guy. Yeah. Him and Robbie Lawler. They, and they Fabrizio Verdum. Like, it's yeah. the same kind. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what's happening right now in the UFC. Yeah. Maybe they're late bloomers. Maybe we're seeing something different. Yeah. Maybe it's just, you know, people fighting in their natural weight classes. You know, can't use IVs to cut. You can't do other stuff that may have given people the edge. Yeah. And these people know how to do it the right way. Right. And, and that might be the transition. But, man, we just see a lot of these guys now coming and catching that second wind. Yeah. And just looking unstoppable. When two years ago we were just seeing them lose two fights in a row. You know, Robbie was out. Yeah. The UFC. Robbie was, was a out. joke. Robbie was really a joke at one I point mean, there. I mean, it's the highlight of his Strike Force run or Elite XC run was falling asleep during the press conference. You know, like that was kind of the height of his his run there, and that's kind of what we thought Robbie Lawler was. You know, but I mean, you mentioned the weight classes thing. I mean, you're right. I, guys fighting more at their natural weight, it is better for them. They uh, fighters go in. Um, and fighters are smart. Well, most of them are smart. But a lot of guys think that they're going at, you know, the, the size advantage is their biggest advantage. And I don't think that is, man. I think their biggest advantage is, is being fresh. You know, we've seen guys who fight closer to their natural weight and who are, you know, they're not exhausted. They have better cardio. You know, they're looking at three rounds of at being able to, to execute their game plan for three rounds instead of, like, one round and then they're tired. Uh, so that's the only thing that gives me pause in picking against Conor McGregor, against Dos Anjos. You know, like, he's fighting at his natural weight. And now he's talking about going to 170? Like, what the hell, dude? Like, this I guy... I mean, you look at his frame, though. I mean, he could. Yeah, I, it's just We crazy. saw Benson Henderson make the jump and be kind of successful. I right. Mean, and but I, and I started thinking about... guy. <laughs> yeah, and I started thinking about Robbie Lawler against Conor McGregor, and my brain just explodes. Like, I can't even handle that right now. <laughs> can't even handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... Definitely like the next transition in 
the UFC where we're going to see guys moving between weight classes, treating it like boxing. Yeah. Like, if you can do it and your frame can support it, do it. Yeah. Uh, you look at Rumble. Rumble fought in the wrong weight class forever. Came Two back wrong in weight his, classes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Came back in his correct weight class. The power transitioned, got better, and yeah. he's just knocking everyone's heads off yep. outside of D.C., and he almost got him. Yeah. So we see when guys fight at the right weight, it can make all of the difference. And to think if Connor has more power and can be more dangerous, that's scary. Yeah. And heading into this fight, it seems like that may be the case. The other fight on that card, though, is Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Misha finally gets... You know, another shot, maybe a shot at a legit shot at the belt, because yep. maybe Ronda's just her kryptonite and she can right. take it from someone else. And Holly steps up to the plate and fights. Uh, we've now seen it; it's booked. Do you think Dana White and the UFC knew that Ronda wasn't going to be ready when I, they said, "Holly, you can fight, you can defend it"? Do you think Ronda's news came first, and then they said yes, or was it vice versa? I don't, because I believe that that Ronda. Uh, inform them of that news by probably Monday or Tuesday. And by that point, I mean, look, honestly, you know, all cards on the table. That, the UFC 197 stuff has been nearly done for two. I mean, Holly Holm signed a contract two weeks ago to fight Misha Tate. So it's been done for a while. It just took a while to come out. Uh, they were all waiting on Dos Anjos to, 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 to sign his new deal. Um, but I mean, yeah, look, Misha Tate, I mean, I, I what you're saying is right. I, I think that Misha Tate is a worse style matchup for Holly Holm than Ronda Rousey is. I mean, I think, I think Holly Holm, the Holly Holm that we saw in November, beats Ronda Rousey nine times out of ten, maybe ten times out of ten. It's just a bad style fight, you know. Um, I, but Misha Tate's a different, you know, she's a different kind of fighter. She is, and I think that's what Ronda was missing. You can't judo throw everyone right. if you need to get them to the ground. And with Misha, Misha can traditionally get people down wrestling style. Like she right. can single leg, yeah. she can shoot for a double, she can do a lot of different things to get people on the ground. Uh, her submission game is still pretty good to me. I mean, it's not right. Ronda Rousey, but it's good. And she can do different submissions. Like, yeah. I think Ronda's downfall, even outclassed and everything, she had the shot. Yeah. She had Holly on the ground. She went to do some spinning arm bar or something when she could have just took her back Yeah. and went for a rear naked. You know, she's got a finishing move. She yeah, goes for like, a finisher. Like, Misha can do that. Yeah. She can, you know, go for a rear naked. She can go for a guillotine. She can go for different things. And I think it's going to present a challenge to Holly now if if it's good enough to win, I don't know. Holly's yeah. big for that division too. She is. I mean, I think the biggest difference that you know in this in this style fight is the fact that Misha Tate can actually strike. She doesn't look like it's her first day in boxing class like Ronda Rousey does. Right? Look, when Ronda Rousey is hitting pads, she looks incredible. She looks like she's like the best female boxer in the world. And then she gets in the cage and just it, you know, she looks like Gabby Garcia at Ryzen <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Like, just looks terrible. Misha Tate, granted, not a great striker, you know, but is far, far better than Ronda Rousey. So it's, it's an interesting style fight. I mean, I still favor Holly pretty heavily. Uh, but at that, you know, if Misha Tate wins that fight, walks out with the title, I won't be surprised. You know, the unfortunate thing about that is then we get her against Ronda Rousey again. And I still think, I think just Ronda's got her number. Well, I don't know. If Ronda is taking that time off, I, I think Holly then gets the immediate rematch at 200. Yeah, yeah I, you might be right. You might yeah, because, right. I mean, Ronda's not there. You give yeah. Holly the immediate rematch. It might be the third title fight on that card. Yeah. It's big enough to carry it. And to yeah, I mean, I, I think Ronda's going to be, re from what I understand, it's probably going to be ready by September. And so it's not that big of a delay. So, you know, if I'm the UFC, I hold it off and do Tate and Rousey and then have Holly, you know, look, you didn't wait on the sidelines and, you know, we told you you should have. So this time you can wait for the, you know, for your rematch with Ronda. No, That's the way makes, I see it, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, uh, that card 
once again, it's going to come together more as we go forward. Because those are the only two fights announced for that card so far. So we'll see who else they put on it. Well, well there's one more. Which Las one? Vegas' own Filthy Tom Lawler is fighting Corey Anderson. He announced it on oh, okay. uh, Dave Meltzer's radio show two days ago, I believe. Um, yeah, so he, he's on that card. And it also, I mean, strangely enough, looks like we're going to see B.J. Penn and Nick Lentz, which is just the weirdest news what? in the history of the world. You didn't see I, So B.J. Penn has joined Team Jackson Winklejohn, which is like wow, kind of mind-blowing. He's yeah, actually in Albuquerque. The gym now. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Albuquerque. They're going to be his coaches. Uh, and today he went out and challenged Nick Lentz to, to meet him at UFC 197. So we'll see if Nick Lentz accepts. You know, I mean, if he does, I'm sure the UFC will make that fight. I'm sure, Nick. Well, I mean, why turn down money? That's right. good money. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, after BJ's last fight, but I mean, if he's Frank, got, but it's not Frankie. Yeah, and and he's got Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn in his corner. The first time maybe in BJ's career that he's had an actual game plan rather than <laughs> go in there and bang, bro. Like, so I, I, hey, I'm intrigued. I mean, I I don't want to see BJ get beaten into a living death like he did by Frankie, but hey, I'd watch it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just a short timetable. Yeah, like very short. <laughs> Everything on that card is happening on a show. Like they're putting together all this stuff. It's it's seven weeks away. Like it's yeah, ridiculous. It's like how much can BJ learn in seven weeks? Obviously, he has a ton of information already in his brain, and maybe it's just tweaks and game planning. Yeah, like you said, uh, maybe they can't teach him too much technique. But I, I feel like that's their thing. It's like striking technique. Yeah, you look at the home Ronda fight and put that next to I don't know, John Jones versus. Gustafson, right? You see some of the same moves, yep. the same kicks, the same elbows in short quarters. Like Holly used a lot of that same yeah. stuff. I don't know if they can teach that to BJ Penn in six weeks. Yeah, I think with Plus him, it's just going to be more game plan. BJ's just a guy who has always just gone in. I mean, well, what he, whatever he did against Frankie, I have no idea. What, I still don't know what he was doing. That that weird tie stand. Yeah. Like that was a strange, strange, strange thing. But like you know, if Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn, they're they are brilliant game planners, and I think a lot of that is what you saw Holly do against Ronda. I mean, they've been prepping for three or four years to beat Ronda Rousey. She had the perfect game plan. Uh, can BJ do the same? Will he listen? Historically, he's never really listened. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of done his own thing. So, hey, I, I'm intrigued, man. I'll watch BJ Penn one more time. Nah, yeah, that's that's shaping up to be a nice card. It's going to sell. I mean, Connor's oh, on, sure. it's, it's going to sell, and guys are going to do numbers. Talking about a card that's this weekend, we have you know just an amazing title fight that's been, I, I'd like to say, a couple years in the making. We have Dominic Cruz uh, as the challenger against TJ Dillashaw. TJ's looked unstoppable. It's not the deepest of divisions in the UFC. Right. Uh, his strikings looked better, leaves him bounds, than when he first came in. He's better than almost everyone in yeah. the division. But Dominic Cruz is Dominic Cruz. What right. do you expect to see from Dominic? You know, if Dominic Cruz is 100%, it's hard to say after, you know, another layoff. But, like, look, he came back from, what was it, a three-year layoff against Mizugaki and just rolled right through him. Looked right. better than he's, he's ever looked in his career. So, you know, I mean, look, maybe a year off. I, Dominic does not believe, he personally does not believe in ring rust. You know, as long as you're training properly, he believes there's no such thing. Uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, if Dominic Cruz comes in there 100%, I think Dominic Cruz takes the fight. I, I think that TJ Dillashaw has taken a lot of things from Dominic Cruz's game, but he hasn't taken everything. Dominic Cruz, the thing that blows my mind about watching Dominic Cruz, and if you watch his fight, you'll, you, you can see it, is he's scouting his opponents while he's fighting them. Like, he goes in, and he, he'll throw, like, a little feint or a step to see how they react, and then the next time he does it, he knows how they're going to react, and he has adjusted his game plan. It, it's brilliant to watch. I've been, I've been watching tape on the guy for the past two weeks, and, like, he actually fools you in to doing what he wants you to do. I saw the same things. Like, it, 
obviously he did it first, but it looks like what Connor does to people. It's you know what he's going to do. He doesn't even put his hands up. Right. It's like he just wants to see you throw stuff. Yeah. Get your range, get the angles, and then he'll slip like right under a right hand and just hit yeah. you with the left real quick and mess with you and then he changes levels so effortlessly and then goes for the takedown. Yeah. And it's just so smooth. And yeah. you can just see his mind work as they throw. And to me, TJ has never been in the ring with somebody like him. And I'm picking Dominic to win um, and get the title back. I think he's been the best in that division for a long time, yeah. injuries aside. And to me, he's still young. In yeah. UFC 8, he's 30. Yeah. Or might be 29 still. Might be 29, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's young. about to be 30, and yeah. he just pretty much had four years off. Right. Like, he hasn't taken a beating in four years. And, I mean, we see DC winning the title at 37 years old. Right. There's a lot left for this guy. And so it's it's scary, and Cruz, as long as he can stay healthy, and he's gotten here healthy, I think he takes it. It's going to be a great fight. I don't. And there's the distractions for TJ. I mean, you, we've been around UFC for a good time. You, as long as anyone, <laughs> yeah. damn near, you've seen what the distractions can do to people. Do you think leaving Alpha Male was the right decision? Do you think it's going to affect them in this fight, positive or negatively? I think it was the right decision. I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty close to some of the Alpha Male guys. Um, and, for I mean, TJ never really fit that team alpha male mindset they're all kind of relaxed and chill and it starts with Uriah Faber goes all the way down Joseph Benavidez all the guys they kind of have that same that laid-back California attitude and TJ Dillashaw never had that you know TJ Dillashaw is a nice enough guy but like he's also the most competitive fighter that I've ever seen the most intensely competitive fighter I wrote a story and I, I can't remember it was probably four years ago and I was backstage at a UFC event. I think it was TJ's first fight after the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, and he was getting ready to walk to the cage, and he was backstage pacing back and forth and screaming, like just screaming as loud as he could. And I was like, and he's punching himself in the face, and I'm like, all right, this guy's, this, he's different. He's been, you know, he's always, he's different. He, As I said, he, he doesn't fit in with Team Alpha Male, never did. Uh, you know, but look, and if you're a champ, and if you are in your prime and somebody's wanting to pay you to train as this elevation fight team and muscle farm did for TJ, you got to look after yourself. You got to get them. I mean, because <laughs> team alpha male is not, there's not going to be a team alpha male retirement. Well, maybe there will be a team alpha male retirement home. I don't know. But, but like you, you have to look after yourself. You have to make the money where you can make it when you can make it. TJ Dillashaw made that decision. And look, the end of the day, we're going to get a big money fight out of it with your eye favor. Most likely. I mean, if, I think win or lose, I think that's probably favors next fight. I think so, too. I think Faber's coming towards the end of the road. Yeah. And you try to put that fight at least when it's competitive. Yeah. And I, I could see that being a perfect fight if, if TJ loses, obviously. If he wins, he's the champion. You might have to give that its own, like, little marquee on Fox or something. Right. But if he loses and it's not for the belt, that'd be the perfect fight for the prelim main event for UFC 200. Yeah. Just draw people in. That's going to get an audience. Uh, we've seen Uriah is now like the king of the prelim main events. Yeah. And he doesn't care. He's getting the money either way. Right. He wants to fight in front of the people. And I think uh, in his mind, embarrassing TJ in front of everyone, free television, is the way to go. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if it comes to fruition. TJ has, you know, a, a tough task this weekend. Yeah. And... It's a hell of a fight, though. I can't wait. I've been, you know, I mean, this. I'm more excited about this title fight, tech from a technical perspective, than I was McGregor Aldo. Like, I, you know, I, I love that fight. I was hyped for it, obviously. But I, I, I think that this, 
is just so hard to call. It's so close. Um, it's so interesting. Two guys who are unlike anybody else in the sport. You know, two guys who are kind of forerunners of a new style of MMA. Uh, I can't wait, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a hell of a fight. Definitely. And there's. I mean, this card is actually pretty damn good. We have Pettis versus yeah. Alvarez, like under it. Yeah. I mean, well, Pettis needs a bounce back. Yeah. Uh, clearly. You know, this could set him up to be that next guy in line. I mean. The division's so weird. Yeah, I think the winner of this is probably in line to face the winner of McGregor. Then you have Khabib. Yeah, but I mean, look, the guy's like, on he the... He hasn't fought. Right, the guy's on the sideline. And look, for all of... I mean, Twitter and the hardcore MMA bubble loves Khabib. But, like, dude, look, nobody cares about Khabib outside of that. But <laughs> some guy tried to tell me yesterday that Khabib versus McGregor would be, a, a like, a, a huge fight. And I'm like... Because Connor's in it. Because Connor's yeah. in it, but not because of Khabib. No, literally nobody cares about Khabib outside of the Twitter. But, and look, I think the guys, I mean, I think he runs through McGregor. I think he runs through Rosanios. I think he runs through everybody. But, like, I mean, really, he hasn't connected yet. He just yeah. hadn't. I mean, he needs that setup fight. Yeah. To me, in that division, uh, before we get back to the Pettis fight, in that division, the best thing that can happen to a fighter who wants to build themselves up and get to that Connor level if Connor has the belt and they want to sell is fighting Nick Diaz or excuse me, Nate, Nate Diaz. Yeah. Um, Cause Nate brings a crowd. He yeah. brings that attention. Yeah. And Khabib runs through Nate. Right. Then cool. You have a little bit of name. It pushes you cause he's going to talk for you. Yeah. He's kind of like Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like he's going to promote for you. You're going to get the eyes and I mean, but if Nate wins again, him versus Connor becomes really interesting. I don't it care really who does. wins. Interestingly enough, when they when they first so a couple of weeks ago when they first started working on the McGregor Dos Anjos deal, they offered McGregor Diaz or Dos Anjos. He could have picked either one. He picked the title fight, you know. Uh, but I mean, there there's a lot of people, myself included, who thinks Diaz would be a bigger fight. Uh, so you know, credit to him for wanting to go for the belt. But I think we are going to see McGregor Diaz at some point. Yeah, it's an even bigger fight if Connor has the belt and yeah. it's in September. Yeah, that's going to so, be a that's going. I mean, you know, hey. I mean, well, I, I do believe that, that Connor will fight Frankie Edgar at UFC 200, but if something happens and that doesn't happen, let's say Frankie decides to go to 135 or something just to get in the, get in the title picture, uh, yeah, McGregor, Nate Diaz at UFC 200 sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I'd watch that. That's huge. I mean, if Pettis wins, I'll, I'll take yeah. Pettis McGregor. That's just all stand-up. Yeah. Like two of the most unorthodox strikers yeah. that there's a lot of ever seen. Yeah. That, it's a great division. I mean, Connor Cowboy eventually, like, I, I want to see him against everyone. Yeah. He has, like, five legit options up there, and that's what makes it different than 145. Because right. at 145, it's like, it's Frankie and then what? Right. Well, and Aldo, which, you know, and beyond that, but, I mean, Aldo just got dusted in 13 seconds. So, like, you know, beyond that, yeah, you're right. There's there's not a lot happening at 145. So you can see McGregor's uh, decision to move up to 155 was, you know, pretty smart. I mean, I, I think he has I, – I was told before the Aldo fight that that was going to be his final fight at 145. Now, clearly, I think he wants to fight Frankie, but I think that's it. We're never going to see him fight at 145 again after that. He's going to stay at 155 where there are more – I mean, you mentioned all the guys. There's far more intriguing matchups. McGregor Cerrone, dude, like that's – that'd be awesome. There's great. a lot of great fights, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we'll have to see how he adjusts. I think he wants to grab the belt first. If he can grab the belt, he can leave 45 behind. Yeah. It's that insurance policy. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll kill myself to cut weight because the money is with having the belt. Right. And I think he might get two legit shots at the belt. So if, you know, he just holds the 145 belt, he can continuously jump up and challenge whoever may be the new champion yeah. if RDA falls to someone else. Uh, in this fight, though, we have Pettis 
versus Alvarez. How do you think Pettis responds? Do you like the matchup for Pettis? How, how much does Alvarez have left? I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's weird because when Alvarez first got in the UFC, he was kind of lackluster. Uh, but then lately we've seen him turn it on, and he's, he's moved away from the Black Zillions camp, which seems to be a pretty good idea at this point in time, given the um, how things are going down there. We'll just leave it that way. Leave it at that. Um, it, you know, he's moved back to Philly. He's surrounded by his original training partners, friends, and family. Back, you know, the guys, the people that were around him when he had his, his greatest success. Uh, Still, though, I guess it depends on Pettis. You know, like if he's got to bounce back, I mean, he's still one of the top three best lightweights in the world. Still wildly young. Yeah, he's still very young, you know, still very marketable guy. Um, you know, I like Pettis in the fight, but, I, you know, and I think he's probably, a, I think he's about a three to one favorite. Uh, you know, but if Alvarez goes in there and knocks him out, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked. Not going to be shocked at all. No, because we know Alvarez is going to fight. And yeah. That's one thing we know. He's, he's not going to run. Yep. He's not going to lay and pray. Like, he's going to go in there looking for a fight. Pettis is striking should win out, but like you said, people get caught. Yeah. And talking about that, the other fight I want to talk about, Brown versus Mitrion. People get caught. Brown, yeah. unfortunately, was that guy who got caught. Yeah. You know, his last fight, and then he pretty much cost him a title shot. Yeah, I think that's the story of this fight. I mean, it's heavyweights on the UFC. You know, somebody can get caught. Uh, very, I mean, we saw it on the last event with Stipe and Andre Arlovsky. You know, the old Andre Arlovsky chin yeah, came back. Yeah, the chin came back. Yeah, he got, you know, he got whacked in the face. I mean, that's what happens when you're 260 pounds or whatever, you know, and you're getting punched. I mean, I, you know, I, Travis Brown, I, it's interesting because I think about a few years ago and Travis Brown was considered like this next great heavyweight hope or whatever and just hadn't panned out, you know. And I, obviously, a lot of that for me is because he went and trained with Edmund Tarverian, who is good with Ronda Rousey, but who honestly is a terrible MMA coach. If yeah. we're being honest, he's not. He's not good at. I mean, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, he's not good at it. You know, you've <laughs> seen every other fighter not named Ronda go to that gym and be. I mean, Jake Ellenberger, like drastic decline. You know, that's what you see there. Um, he, you know, he left Jackson's and went there. Terrible decision. So, like, I, I mean, honestly, if Matt Mitrione, you know, it, it's surprising if you think back to that season of the Ultimate Fighter, the heavyweights, when Matt Mitrione was on, like. If you could pick one guy who was still around after all those years, you would wouldn't. it be Matt Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, you'd never no. pegging him. But here he is, like, what, 13 or 14 MMA fight in the UFC? That's crazy. He's one of those guys who always wins when he has to. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Matt's probably on the bubble. Yeah. He'll get a win. He'll and get just, a win, yeah. yeah and he, I mean, he's it. extremely athletic, hits very hard, very technical. He's a very good fighter. Uh, you know, obviously clearly made a big mistake in his last fight and got, you know, and, and lost it because of it. But, like, you know, as long as he's fighting smart, sticks to his game plan, I think Matt Midrone's got a very good shot to beat Travis Brown. I, I love this card, man, especially for, you know, Fox Sports 1, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Like, it's perfect. That's oh, yeah. good MMA. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I noticed that. I was like, on a Sunday? I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, perfect. Like, I got nothing to do on Sunday. Like, yeah, I want right? to watch this flip, you know, between that and football. And I'm be glued to these fights when they're on. Yeah. It's going to be a good card. Yeah, it's, it's a great card. And watching everything to stack up, we have great heavyweights coming on February 6th. Yep. So that's yeah. going to be an yeah, interesting I mean, God, fight. I, dude, think about, like, we're here in Vegas. I mean, clearly, December is Vegas, January is Vegas, February is Vegas, March is Vegas now. I'm hearing April 23rd is going to be Vegas too if with New John York Jones and through. Daniel Cormier. We'll see if that actually ends up being the, the case. May um, is always Vegas. What's that? May is always Vegas. May There's no May card this year because so 198 would be April, 199 would be June, 200 I thought there July. was no June card. No, there's no May card. There's no Memorial Day card. Oh, wow. Okay. Now they could change that 
you know they could change that but uh as of just a few days ago yeah there's no memorial day card on the on the schedule now so but we're still looking at you know which I'm, I'm not complaining no like you and i, I mean, are sitting here recording a podcast at the fights like i mean like the capital of vega i mean the capital of fighting in the world like 194 when all the irish people descended on this place just madness. Like, oh, it was incredible. Walk around the MGM and you just look at all these crazy people and, and all I, the cowboys that were here I for the radio. I can't imagine 200. Yeah, 200. If Connor's on that card, I, I don't know that they'll turn out as big for 197 just because there's only seven weeks. I mean, that's a costly trip from, from Dublin. You know, yeah. that's, that's an expensive trip. But, I mean, I still think we'll see a lot of, you know, probably 5,000 instead of 10,000 make the trip. Um, I am glad to see all these flights yeah, because I can go home and sleep in my bed at night, you know, yeah. instead of having to travel to them. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If if New York falls through, which it you know we're inching close to the point where I mean I don't think it's going to fall through, but I just don't think it's going to be done in time. Okay. Uh, the the governor today of New York actually put is putting MMA in his uh, in his budget for the year, which means as long as yeah, that's another breaking news piece from today. Like so, as he's putting it in the budget, uh, which means it doesn't actually require an assembly vote. Assembly vote. As long as his budget is approved, MMA will be legal in New York. Nice. But it won't. I don't think be so, done in time to like run piggybacking yeah. on other stuff that the states need. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, if you guys need better school systems, yeah. give it's me actually the budget the, for MMA. Yeah. Great. It's actually the biggest step forward for MMA in New York that they've ever had. Um, I just don't think it'll be done in time for, for April 23rd. You know, I, and Anaheim was the backup that was going to be the backup location. But now from what I understand, there's like four or five potential Atlanta's one. Uh, but Vegas is probably the, is the front runner. And, there's a good chance it might be at the new arena. They're not supposed to run there until UFC 200, and there's a George Strait concert that night. But, you know, what UFC wants, as we've seen, I mean, UFC PBC, yeah. I, you know, pro boxing champion, I, you know, they just moved tonight because UFC 197 wanted to be at MGM Grand. Like, yeah. So they pulled out. What UFC wants, UFC tends to get. So we'll see. I'm sure George Strait can wait one day. Yeah, he'll be one fine. He's, he's, he's doing a residency. <laughs> he's playing, like, seven shows here this year. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I, he's good. He could move. Yeah. Um, It'd be great to see him in the new arena. I mean, DC versus John Jones is going to be huge. Yeah. And if they, the key is is getting a show in in MSG at yeah. some point in yeah. New York, uh, even at It'll the Barclays happen. at whatever. I mean, you still have Weidman Rockhold now. That's another piece of big news this week. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be an immediate rematch. Yeah. Well, Joel, I, I still think they're going to go. Romero yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Romero taking the drugs. drugs yeah. It just totally popped, shocked so. by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you can see my face, and you can't see my face listening at home, but I'm not even remotely <laughs> surprised. Joel Romero, American testosterone team. They have There's two people who have failed USADA tests so far. Glayson Tebow, Joel Romero, both from American Top Team. Like, what the hell is going on down there, Dan? <laughs> something in the water. Yeah, they, there's something, there's the something water. in the water, apparently. I need, I need to move to Florida, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I think you could see Belfort Rockhold. I think Belfort's really the fight that, that Rockhold wants just because he's got a bad taste in his mouth. Of the and way I think Chris him. should take time to yeah. recover. Kind of like I, Ronda Rousey. That was a just a brutal beating and they love fighting together listen if they both want to take time and you put you know them both in yeah. msg and in, in september yeah that's that's huge yeah i, I mean i i do agree i don't think there's any i mean this immediate rematch thing has kind of gotten out of control i can yeah. see it when a guy you know when it's a very close fight like the, the lawler conduct fight that fight yes absolutely immediate rematch uh, when it you know decisions disputed or whatever, and then when you have a long reigning champion Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, I think they deserve immediate rematches. When you're Chris Weidman, he's had the belt for two years. He got the absolute crap beaten out of him by Luke. it wasn't, it wasn't even, even it was a one sided fight. Like yeah. I don't need to see a rematch immediately. Let him go win one fight, then put him back in there. And then with Condit though, like one saying that you want to walk away, it's like ah, uh, 
Like, that hurts the immediate rematch. Because now it it's does. like, rematch or I'm retiring. It's like, uh, don't kind of hold us to that. It does. Like, it kind of feels weird. And Rory is coming back. So, Condit really. Yeah, who knows if Rory's going to ever recover from what happened to him last summer against Robbie Lawler. I mean, Robbie wasn't in the greatest shape either. God, I mean, that, he kept yeah. his nose on his face, but yeah. he wasn't in the greatest. That thing. was. I still have a. I still have trouble watching that fight. Like it was just so brutal. And you know, who knows what condition Rory's going to be in? Carlos Condit's been. I mean, like I think that was his 40th or 41st professional fight. You think about the guys being 31 or 30, like. Dude's yeah. been fighting forever, you know, and I and plus injury kept yeah. him away for what two years. Yeah, so. and I mean, I hate to see him retire because, like, I mean, look, as media, you know, I mean, we're not supposed to pick favorites. I'll tell you straight up, Carlos Condit's my favorite fighter and has yeah. been for a long time. <laughs> I love the guy's style. I love watching him fight. Super nice dude. Um, I've always enjoyed him. But if he decides to walk away because he wants to save his brain uh, so he can use it later in life and remember his kid's name, I. How can you argue? Can't tell with him that? no, right? Can't, I, mean, I can't argue with that. It seems like now, and that's another crazy thing about the UFC. Is it seems like if you're in a title fight, you're getting five hundred thousand guaranteed. So that's drastically more than you were getting two years ago. Yeah. Even in a title fight, two years ago, I remember people were getting three hundred thousand for winning yeah. title fights. You're getting five hundred k, pretty much guaranteed. Connor yeah. changed that. So, yeah. I mean, get five hundred thousand. That was probably like three years worth of money for him. Yeah, back you know just two three years ago. So and he doesn't. Of, he's kind of cheap. He actually doesn't really spend and his and money. Probably so. looking around like uh, I've done this a lot. Yeah. But once again, the title fight, and then so many variables though, everywhere in the UFC. I mean, GSP is hanging up there. Right. And we saw Dana talk about that today. Yeah. GSP wants a title fight when he comes back. GSP is going to get a title fight. If he wants Anderson Silva as a one-off, he's going to get that. Yeah. Whatever GSP wants, he's going to get. Unless it's. GSP wants to wear Under Armour in the cage instead of Reebok. And then I suspect we'll have an issue with that. I doubt they find GSP. Yeah. Like I don't, they did, you know, Nick dude, Diaz know. for wearing jeans. I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, what's interesting about GSP is, from what I understand, he actually has a clause in his contract that stipulates that he can wear Under Armour. So, like, if they brought him back, there would actually be contractual issues to bringing him back, you know. So, I, we'll see. We'll, I, they'll have to iron all that out. <laughs> they I don't didn't think have any, any foresight. Way, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any way that GSP, you'll see GSP wearing Reebok in the cage. So, they'll have to fix. They'll have to figure that out before they can ever bring him back. That's just crazy. Yep, it is. It's, cra- it's a no crazy one sport. Until Connor ever had as much power as GSP. Yeah. And I still don't understand it. Like, I, I don't know – the numbers he generated back then, I mean, he was on some pretty damn good cards, probably the best card ever yeah. until recently. Um, and But to me, it's like I didn't see global icon. No, or no. You saw Canadian. Star. It's like Bret Hart. I mean, like, you know, it's Canadian icon. Uh, yeah. But the then, thing is, you know, Shawn Michaels comes yeah, along. <laughs> exactly. Like, but he's the thing with the thing with GSP is like he probably did have that kind of power, but like he just didn't. He never used it. You know, he went along with whatever the UFC wanted uh, until the end when he walked away. You know, clearly they did not want him to walk away. Um, he's a guy who just I mean, Connor is a guy who knows how he know, dude he can tell you exactly like how much web traffic he brings to the ufc he can tell you how the pay-per-view but i mean he has he has memorized he always talks about the numbers the numbers he has memorized those numbers he knows what he brings he's but he's the first guy to actually know what he brings and then use that to his advantage gsp never did that uh before we talk about our first pound for pound list this week talking about connor and you touched on it he probably eventually wants to promote himself that's kind of like the next move or co-promote yeah. with the ufc do you feel like the UFC in general is, is taking that step to kind of trounce boxing? Because we, we haven't had boxing for a couple of weeks. It's been like a couple off weeks. No one's even missed it. I mean, the biggest talk in boxing the last month is Connor talking to Mayweather. Right. 
that's the biggest talk in boxing. No yeah. one's talking about anything else. Is, is the UFC ready to take that step? It is boxing never going to be dead? But is UFC growing that much where it surpasses a sport that's been around for hundreds of years? Well, I mean, I think at this point, I think you've got not with Mayweather gone. Um, I think it probably has. I mean, I, I there's nobody. I mean. What did what did Triple G draw? One hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys. Like yep. that's terrible. You know he's not there yet. I mean Canelo's there, but like I mean I, you're still not looking at. I mean, I think Connor is an easy one million buy guy every time out of the gate. Now I don't boxing think doesn't have boxing one. does not have that. You know, and so I think they they probably surpass him. But I, I don't I don't think the UFC is doing this. I, I, to be honest, I don't think they're. I mean, I would be shocked if Zufa co promotes with Conor McGregor. Uh, now that's not to say that. Zufa will be even owning the UFC by the time that comes around. You know that there's every chance that that they sell. Uh, there's been talks in the past couple of years. I'm hearing that talks are kind of heating up again, but we'll see. I mean, you know, that it's going to take a pretty hefty price in the multiple billions of dollars to buy yeah, it. Yeah, I was them, about to say that's going to be interesting. I, yeah. I always thought more of they go the WWE route and just go public. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll happen. And yeah. But I never even contemplated them like selling it. Oh just yeah, outright. that's been yeah. So they, I mean, I they actually had uh, so a couple of years, I, probably a year and a half ago. I think Fox offered them two billion dollars for the company, um, and then there was an investment bank that offered them two point five, and they want four, from what I understand. Which you know, it's not bad. Which is not bad. Like good money if you can get it. I mean, they invested what ten about forty million dollars in back when they bought it, and you know that's that's pretty good return on investment at I that mean, point. Listen, yeah. shit, someone bought the Dodgers for it. Right. Three billion yeah. for you know, couple one more billion. Yeah. I could get well, an the, entire promotion. Yeah, well, and sure. the yeah, the crazy thing is, is like I'm not sure that the UFC is as valuable as like the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They're worth four billion dollars. Is the UFC as valuable as the Cowboys worldwide? Probably not. I don't know, but could it be potentially? You're talking about Potent- twenty weeks. Yeah, potentially versus yeah. I can make money all year. Like, yeah, potentially. Potentially, yeah. I mean, potentially, there. You know, there's a lot of value there. If they get what they want, I can see Lorenzo Fertitta and Dana White skating off into the sunset. You know, and towing their money behind them in a big truck. We'll see if that happens. Um, but I don't see Zufa ever co-promoting with with Conor McGregor. No, you know, and me, but I mean, they'd be stupid to let him go, right? They'd be really stupid to let him go. Yeah, at this point, he can't start his own promotion. Yeah, I mean, like, like what's he gonna? I mean, what's he gonna do? You know, run a run a card in Crook, which I know he wants to run. When he go, when he does promote his own fight, he wants to do a fight card at Krug Park because it's not ever going to happen with the UFC, uh, regardless of what they say. So he wants to run a card in Krug Park, but without you know who does he fight? Some guy from Cage Warriors? Like yeah. who, who's on the rest of the card? Dude from Fedor Cage Warriors? How that works. Like I mean, it's 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 a bunch of crap. Like at that point, it really is like Mayweather, uh, you know, selling his own fights, but he's not Floyd Mayweather, not yeah. yet. I mean, I, I you know, without the UFC brand, I think he could still sell pay per view buys, but he's definitely not going to be selling millions. In the end, I mean, Mayweather still needed Al Heyman. Yeah, and, and he was smart enough to know that. Yep. Mayweather's like, yeah, I can go by myself. But see, this guy, he's my friend, and he has a ton of fighters I can fight. Right. So I'm always protected. Yeah. Uh, unless Connor just says, okay, I'm out, and maybe he's like 30, 31, loses the title or something. If he says, I'm out, and then Bellator is going to work with me, and they're going to funnel me fighters, and we can co-promote, sure. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah, you could see that. I could see that. It's, it's going to be intriguing, man. The guy's, uh, the guy's certainly interesting. It's he's like something we've never seen. and It's only going to get crazier. Yeah. So let's get to the pound for pound list uh, to kind of wrap up this segment with the UFC pound for pound this week. Shout out to Boom Bap Dad on Instagram for reminding me we haven't done this in forever. He was like, hey, man, bring that back. So uh, it's for you. 
This week, it is Breakout UFC star of 2016. So our top five fighters we think is going to take that leap. Kind of like we saw, you know, Connor did this. He came out of nowhere, relatively, yeah. um, to casual fighters. He took that step. Holly Holm took that step. We've seen a couple of fighters, you know, last year really grab stardom and run with it. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, we thought Pettis was going to be that guy. Every yeah. year, it's someone. So we're going to do a top five list. Uh, you want to start off? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so kind of last minute here as I put this together, but I've, I've got, I'm going to go with number one, Joanna Young-Jacek, strawweight champion. Uh, last performance wasn't super great, but she's still uh, terrifying and violent. Yes. So I think she keeps doing that and keeps on. She's got a very unique interview style. She keeps you know doing cool interviews. Uh, I think she has a chance to break out. Sage Northcutt, I mean, he was you could make a case he was a breakout star of 2015 also. I mean, the guy, you know, but I think he's only going to continue get, to get bigger and bigger. He's uh, just got a weird charisma that nobody else has. He's the <laughs> nicest kid in the world, man. I know Everything his is awesome. Yeah, dude. He's like, <laughs> what's interesting is, I mean, I, I'm we're from the same hometown. We know a lot of the same people. I know his family really well. He, they are, they're just that nice. There's no... They're not faking. Like, he was just raised right, which we're not really used to seeing. No. We're used to a bunch of scumbags. It freaks and, people and, out. Yeah. And so we're like, we don't we don't understand it, so we hate it. Didn't he just get booked for another card? He's fighting. Uh, he's fighting at UFC 190. No, he's fighting on UFC on Fox at the end of this month. So okay. he's, yeah, just quick turnaround after quick turnaround. I think he'll probably fight nine times this year. And then, you know, but yeah, he's one guy. Um, Albert Tuminoff. You know, I mean, I think that's a guy who I, clearly um, there's a language barrier there, but the guy is a violent, violent striker. And he does kind of have a weird arrogance about him mm -hmm. where he talks about how I'm the best striker in the UFC. But, so I think he's a guy. Um, Mickey Gall, nobody knows who he is yet, but he's going to fight Michael Jackson. Not not the dead one, but the other one at <laughs> UFC 196. And if he wins, he will be the guy that fights CM Punk at UFC, UFC 200. The biggest fights yeah. of the year. UFC I mean, that 200. is the golden ticket. Yeah, so this is a guy who's 1-0. If he wins, he'll be 2-0 when he fights CM Punk. You beat CM Punk, instant stardom. I'm not saying instant super stardom, but, like, that gives you a pretty good name. Oh, three, yeah. Especially for a dude who will be 3-0 at that point. See, people beat Brock Lesnar and how yeah. much that, you know, travel. Yeah. Like, huge. Frank Mir, that helped his career for yeah, two or huge. three years. He's yeah. still riding that way. Yeah, he really he really is. You're right. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to, you know, a, a little bit of a weird one, but I'm going to pick lightweight champion Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, I think that if he beat, he's not a star yet, uh, but I think if he beats Conor McGregor, especially if he finishes Conor McGregor, it's going to be a different story. Would have been the same story for Aldo. I think Aldo's star would have gone through the gone through the roof i think the same thing for dos Anjos. so that's that's my five see that backs me up with uh i you know outside of the octagon because talent wise connor has way more but he is chael sonnen yeah it's like if you fight him no matter how good you are and you beat him your star is going to increase right. anderson silver is the best fighter in the world yep didn't become a star until he beat chael yep and the same things with connor everyone's just itching to fight him because if you have a chance to beat him yeah. no matter how old you are no matter your credentials you could be a you know, a three-year champion. You beat Connor, your star is rising. Yeah. And yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, that was a great five. Uh, my five, I'll go uh, – I usually go five to one. So, it's no real order, though, on this one. So, I have uh, Thomas Almeida. Nice. I think that kid is the future of that division. He's a killer. And I don't think he figures it out yet. That's what's so crazy. Like, he, he could be that star of 2016. Yeah. But if he stumbles – Cool. 2017. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's going to get it. He yeah. could be like a Robbie Lawler or, you know, Big Rig, someone who just gets it yep. three, four years down the line. And once he grabs that title, he's not letting it go for a while. I agree. Um, four, Steven Thompson, Wonder Boy. Starts in a couple of weeks. Him versus Big Rig. Yep. And his style is just electric. Just seeing it him is. kick and do stuff, it's incredible. Like, you don't see people fight like that in real life. No. It's like 
It's like a video Van Damme. He's a video game fighter. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. 90s action movies. Like, yep. can't imagine some of that stuff. Uh, another person, Aljamain Sterling. I kind of hedged my bet on this because I think he resigns with the UFC, and I think we see Aljamain versus Almeida. So one of them got to be a star. That'd be, a, and that'd be an awesome fight. One of them got to get a title shot sooner or later. I would think they would be the next up. It's not like the division is the deepest in the world. And uh, whoever wins that, I think, is the one propelled right. to Sage Northcutt just because yeah. everything is awesome. It's, yeah. it's Sage's world. We're just living in it. Yep. I mean, this kid is hes Tim Tebow. He's going to be Tim Tebow with legit skills. With actual skills. Yes, he, yeah. he's going to be Florida Tim Tebow. Yeah. Just erase NFL yeah. Tim Tebow. That's that's going to be him. Uh, I hope he, Hopefully he doesn't get burnt out. We've seen uh, young people come in, and everyone besides John Jones struggles. We, we saw Robbie Lawler was supposed to be this guy. Yeah. Like, came in at, like, 19, 20. You have your bumps. Yep. You, you got to grow in UFC. It's mixed martial arts for a reason. Not too many people come in, and they're the top at everything. Right. You run into a guy who's been doing jiu-jitsu for 14 years and damn near ripped your leg off. Yeah. You know, it happens. Um, hopefully this kid doesn't get burnt out. Hopefully a loss doesn't, you know, set him back and he can keep going and be the fighter he needs to be. But 2016 is going to be his year. He's not losing in 2016. No. If he loses, it'll be 2017, 2018. And uh, if he goes to TriStar, it's the best thing for him. I've said yeah. it all the time. GSP went through it. You're supposed to be that guy. You lose. So what? I come back. I win the title. Damn near one of the best ever. Yep. And uh, we saw Rory McDonald had a couple hiccups. Come through, you have one of the best title fights in UFC history. You were winning the belt at yeah. that point until your nose decided to cave in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a perfect gym for him. They know how to take a loss above everything else. And last fighter, Cody Garbrandt. It's a good one. And It's a good pick. This guy needs to fight more. I don't know what Zayn is doing. Like, yeah. ring your phone. He's got, a, he's got a fight book, I think. It, at, Thank, a short notice fight, end of this month or early. Yeah, that's month. the only way this kid's grabbing yeah. fights. Tell you I what, man, he wants to fight DJ Dillashaw pretty bad. So I, I think he could win. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be pretty. He's, he's he, a good to kid. me, he's the best fighter in alpha male right now. Right now, yeah, it might be. Uh, the kids, he's a killer. Like you yeah. put him in that octagon, he wants blood. He wants yeah. to just dismantle his opponent, and he has the look. He and he's charismatic arrogance. too. He's yeah. Charismatic, yeah, he he has that polarizing kind of persona him and Aljamain Sterling for two different reasons and people kind of ignore their personalities right and they get lost in a, like UFC market these kids like yeah. I know they're young and you have other priorities maybe and Connor took the world by storm but build someone else outside of that give them a fox card like right oh I have no clue is this guy attorney just take someone's head off yep they need that push and I, I think this is his year Cody Garbrandt really like takes off yeah I think I think you might be right I mean the, the kid is a killer uh great charisma um you know, he's uh, he's an interesting prospect. Want to keep his eye, you know, uh, now that he's not dating Paige Van Zandt anymore, he can maybe full, fully focus on exactly. what's in front of him instead of on her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting year for him for sure. No, definitely. If uh, if Uriah loses to TJ, I assume they're going to fight. Yeah. It, it'd be a great story. It's like wrestling ass. Yeah. Like, it really is. I will avenge you. It's like Rocky. Like, I mean, you know, you get Rocky <laughs> three or whatever, and then you go into the one with Tommy Morrison where Cody Garbrandt is taking him, you know, like, or the last Rocky, not the not the, not the most recent one, but the one before yeah. that, uh, you know, where, where he's serving as the, the defeated master's pupil. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's too easy. Like, that one's right in the UFC's lap. It's they so can't so. They can't mess it up. You got tattoos and stuff. Yeah. It's it's the best. And uh, that's my top five list going into 2016. We're going to take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk wrestling because so much wrestling going yeah. on it was hard to even decide what to talk first so when we come back we're talking wrestling talking new japan wwe and everything so everyone stay tuned
is a mismatch. I'm gonna whoop his ass. I'm gonna collect the checks and then, and then I'm gone. What's up, everybody? We are back. Once again, it's Kel Dansby here with Jeremy Botter, guest host today, holding it down, giving us all the cool little information. And, uh, you know, man, the guy breaks news. It's, it's good to have him on. He is the it guy to know. Um, now let's talk about kind of our passion instead of our job. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, indie wrestling. I mean, I think the first time I talked to you was about wrestling. That's the first time I talked to everyone. Yeah. It seems like. Uh, and just talk about the indies, not even like WWE stuff. And what we watch, uh, both going to be attending the ROH anniversary show here in Vegas in a month's time. That should be fun. Let's talk about New Japan, though. Yeah. They they lost, what, arguably two of their three biggest stars? Yeah. I mean, AJ Styles, Nakamura, you know, I mean, even the the two Bullet Club guys, I mean, they're not as big. But, like, I mean, they were the top foreign tag team, and that's a pretty big role, you know, and now – New Japan's face with having to replace. Well, now you've got Kenny Omega in there as as the new AJ Styles, the top foreign guy, and I, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, Kenny Omega really. I watched that the the, the night after the Dome show, yeah, the, the Monday night show, the and turn, that, yeah, and and holy God, I mean, the the turn was well done, but that guy overacts like crazy. He's got to really rein it, but he looks ridiculous, like his <laughs> his facial expressions and stuff. I said the same thing. Like Andreas loves him, and I was just like, he's just a little too eccentric for me. He's like, too over the top, man. I, I, it's not believable because he looks like he's trying to act. You know, I mean, he, if he can tone that down, you know, I think he could be a guy. But yeah, I mean, New Japan's New Japan's hurting, and I, I you know, I mean, I don't think this is the end of the. I mean, I don't think these are all the guys that. I don't think WWE is going to stop. You know when Vince McMahon gets in that mode, you know where he's trying to crush his competition, which he's doing with them because they started New Japan World. That's the only reason he's doing this. Um, yeah, I, he gets into that mode and he just wants to sign everybody. Like I could see him going after Okada. I mean, you know, I yeah, don't see even Okada, though Okada said he's never going to leave. Yeah. I, I think they. I never it. thought Nakamura would leave though. So yeah. I mean, because like when you're in New Japan, you work with them. You know, you do your whatever 15, 20 year career, and then when you're older, as you've seen, I mean, like like. The guys like, I mean, they put him in yeah. battle royals, like when you're 70 years old, and then you have a front office job. Like, he was, exactly. Nakamura was set for life. Commentary, a, like, yeah. they'll, they'll find something. Yeah, it was a ballsy move, like, because Nakamura maybe risked that that future. They're earnings. blackballing him, definitely. Now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, they already stripped him of the Intercontinental title, you know? That's, they didn't even let him save face by losing it. Yeah. Like, just let yeah. the guy wrestle. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, which I, I can understand that. Now they, now you have a match, you know, at the end of the month where you, you're uncertain who's going to win instead of knowing that it's not going to be Nakamura, you know? But, I mean, we've seen that in wrestling before, like when CM Punk, you know, went against John Cena. He, he, he Well, storyline-wise, was leaving the country. In reality, he had already done a deal, but, like, you yeah. know, he left with the title. But you don't see that. You know, you don't no, normally see that. Um, so I, I, I get why they're, why they're doing that. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be the end of, of WWE trying to raid New Japan. I really don't. No, I mean, I, I think... 
I mean, ROH is in bed with New Japan now, so it's only a matter of time. Everyone else has been through ROH already. I mean, Triple H is using the Vince, like, the blueprint. Yeah. And maybe Vince still has it. Yeah. I mean, we give a lot of credit to Triple H, and I, I do a ton. Right. I, like, you know, I think he's the future. I think he has it right with NXT. I think having the brain of a wrestler but learning Vince's wisdom has made him, like, you know, a super Vince. It's like right. – Ninja Turtles, he's like Super Shredder. Um, And I think he has it, but maybe Vince still has like that last little bit where he's just like, okay, you find the guys, like you're in tune with like the young kids, but I know how to crush people. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I went and got Hulk Hogan. We got Finn from Japan. I I didn't want to stop there. Right. So it's like, let's just keep raiding them. And and that's what Vince brings. He brings that cutthroat mentality. And I think Triple H sometimes is too nice of a guy. Yeah, I think Triple H would stop Vince. There's no, there's no stopping in Vince. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think you're starting to see. I mean, Triple H be that guy. I mean, he, you know, when when Billy Gunn got fired a few months ago for testing positive for steroids at a bodybuilding competition, you know, Hunter was the guy that fired him. I mean, that's you know, I, I think you're starting to see that, and that was one of his friends that he fired. Him. Yeah. So I mean, I think you're seeing him make good decisions for business. You know, obviously he's done a just a killer job with NXT. NXT is the best independent wrestling company in the world. That's not actually independent. Independent uh, with a crazy budget. Yeah, it's just great. a crazy. Crazy, crazy budgets, and it's pretty fascinating they're to like see what they've done. They're like odd future. Like they, that's that's my biggest thing. It's like is Tyler Creator independent? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, but his budget's insane. Like yeah. he, he's they're backed by the machine. They really are. And the interesting thing about NXT is like, and I I think maybe the problem going forward is that like they're it's still a developmental, but like it's not really anymore. Like no. they've got all these top guys coming in who already know how to work. And so the guys who are actually developing and training, I mean, there's like eighty. I think there's eighty-one people on the roster at the Performance Center right now. Male you gotta and think, female. Yeah. yeah, I think you've got to think maybe like 13 to 15 of those are on TV regularly. You know, they're going to have to maybe come up with an actual developmental thing so they can yeah. get TV TV time. I know they're doing a lot of like just live taping or yeah. not non-taped matches. They do a lot. Yeah, and, they uh, do. But like it's none of the people that are training. Like it's it's still Samoa Joe. It's regular NXT yeah. house shows. Yeah. I know uh, the Savvy Piscatelli dude who was in NFL got to headline the other day against Finn. Like they're trying to mix them in more. Yeah. Uh, but still, like I, they have to pursue evolve at this point. Yep. You have to make that full time developmental. Yeah. And NXT is its own brand. They're, they're traveling. They're global. They're trying to split shows thing like they do on the main roster, yep. where half you guys go here, half you guys go here. Yeah. You know, two main guys just to sell it. Yep. And then we have like you know the developmental people actually get their time, but that's rough. Yeah, I mean, you're going to start working 300 days. That's yep. not what NXT was supposed to be. Nope, it never was. I mean, it, it's totally not <laughs> what NXT is now. Is is not was not what what it was ever envisioned to be. But the reactions kind of uh, necessitated that it become this. So it's it's uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I love NXT. I mean, I think it's my pretty much my favorite. Uh, wrestling company in the world to watch at this point like i mean i just i mean new japan nxt i mean clearly nxt is not its own company but it's my favorite brand to watch i i I love watching it every week i love their live specials that they do you know hoping they show up here in vegas when the new arena is built i think they'll sell it out i think they'd pack it oh yeah i mean look at the roh shows that come here you've got what 2500 people showing up like all these a bunch of sweaty fat dudes showing up to watch like you know they're going to show up for nxt i mean we're getting money in the bank at the new arena yeah I, i don't know how they don't just start booking shows, even if they're not takeovers, to just piggyback on every pay-per-view yeah. for NXT. And then if that's the case, there's nothing going to be happening in the old MGM Grand Garden. Right. Just have the you know, the top closed off of the Grand Garden, book NXT there, and then go to the new arena for the main show. Yeah, I think the problem with the with, with MGM 
is that there's no room for a stage. Like, you don't have any room for a stage, you know? Like, there's no... Or, or they're normal NXT set anyway. But well, if they no, can get past I mean, that, it'd be It's fun. the same thing as PBC. That's true, that's true. PBC builds the stage in that same arena. That's true. You just cut off you're that... You're just cutting you know, off seating, yeah. The, yeah that's the back true. half. Yep, that's true. In which you can open the top. Yeah. And not lose revenue necessarily. Yeah, that's very um, true. Hey, I'd watch it. No, me too. I'd watch I'd, it. I'd buy both nights. <laughs> I damn near buy that ticket before Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank always disappoints me. Uh, <laughs> since, like, since Punk won, I, I didn't care anything about it after that. Uh, Rollins shocked me, but outside of that, I'd rather go to NXT. Yeah, me too. Um, talking about one of NXT's best wrestlers, Finn Balor. When does he move up? Is he gone? Bullet Club is coming. Yeah, Balor Club, whatever it may I be. Get, you got to think that when I mean, you know, they they brought those guys in to do the Balor Club thing. They've already got the T-shirts already selling like crazy, you know. And that's not a gimmick that you bring in. I mean, AJ Styles and Nakamura were signed for the main roster. They're both making a lot of money. They're good. I mean, AJ Styles, I will be shocked if he does not debut in the Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure that's where he's going to go. Nakamura, probably not until February, maybe WrestleMania. Um, but the two, you know, I mean, that Gallows and Anderson, they were brought in to be part of the Balor Club. There, there's no real use for them. As like an NXT tag team, because you've already got Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, like who are the best tag team in the WWE by a wide oh, margin. Easily. It's not even close. I mean you know? the the tag team division in NXT this year is what the women's were yeah, you know, it's two incredible. years ago. It, yeah. Where you just look at each tag team, you're just like, This is insane. How do you even decide a champion? Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I think Chad Gable's one of the top two or three workers in the whole company at this point. Oh yeah. He's like Kurt Angle, like he started training two years ago when he's already phenomenal, you know. <laughs> if he if he was six foot one instead of five foot nine, he would already be on the main he'd already be he'd on the be main just crushing reigns yeah. right now, yep. holding the title. Vince would be salivating. Yeah, yeah. But thank God he be. isn't because we get to watch him every week on NXT. Yeah. And uh I mean, but the guy has charisma. He has, oh, tons, yeah. You know, the and, mic skills, and so does Balor. Yeah, and so does Balor. And I think I think that once the bullet Club, I mean, the Bullet Club guys got to finish up. I think their last date is February 15th in New Japan because uh, they're th they're under contract through the end of January, but they're going to finish up the tour that starts already, so they have middle of February. I think they come in late February at the earliest, and I think you see Finn Balor probably. I mean, if I were to predict right now, I'm terrible at wrestling predictions. If I were to predict right now, I would say night after WrestleMania, you see Balor Club that's what I, on Raw. That's yeah. what I thought. I mean, uh, I my only thing is I don't know if they put AJ Styles back with him or have no him way. just be by himself. Yeah, you have him be. Um, I think I think they want to. I mean, I would think they want to separate. I think they want him to be a babyface. They, they need more babyface. You know, they love the four. I mean, Finn is super over as a babyface. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna go heel, but it's not gonna be a real heel. Right. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the New Day. It's like yeah. yeah, they're heels, but everyone loves the New Day. So yeah, I mean, um, AJ's gonna be in long before. Uh, the other guys yeah. are so you know. I mean, I, I think they. I think he'll be his own standalone thing, which is good. He needs to be. Yeah. Uh, I predicted the complete opposite of that. I, you know, I thought AJ feuds with, um, with Del Rio for that belt. You know, wrestles yeah. Del Rio at Mania. Well, stupid League of Nations Del interferes. Del Rio doesn't even have the belt anymore. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> what what day does this come out? This comes out Wednesday. Cool. If you listen to it today, which is Wednesday, ignore this section. Spoiler alert. If this is you know Thursday night, Friday. Del Rio has the belt again. Oh, You're I welcome. hadn't even looked at the. Yes. I hadn't even looked at the spoilers. crazy dirt sheets ruined my life. Oh. But Del Rio is You're once the again the spoiler champion. guy. Huh? You yeah. need the spoilers. <laughs> yes, yes. I yeah, do. just SmackDown. You I just watch ruined it. that for me. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. I don't you, watch SmackDown. You, no one watches SmackDown. No, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So um, Del Rio will be the champion, and I think uh, League of Nations will interfere with AJ Styles, and it's like, hey, I need some buddies. You know, the day after Mania, I could see that. Who could it be? Boom, Bullet Club comes back, and then, you know, Finn's the main guy. AJ, to me, is just going to be their mid-card darling. He's going to be what, you know, they wanted, uh, not Tyler Breeze, but the guy I can't stand. 
Ah, uh, I'll Tyler think Breeze. of it. Nah, the kid, he uses the Famouser, <laughs> Super Kick, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. God. Man, Yeah, he's going to be what they want him. Ziggler, what they wanted Ziggler to be. I don't you know, think someone so, Someone who's I, legit, who can hold the title. They've been searching yeah. for it. They try to put on Daniel Bryan, the guy can't stay healthy. Yeah. They need someone to be the IC champion. They have Kevin Owens, but his personality is going to outgrow it. Yeah. Damn near already has. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I think with what they're, I mean, because look, AJ has always said that he would never leave New Japan or ROH unless the money was right. You know, and he was by far the highest paid indie worker in the world. I mean, you know, yeah. when you're doing ten to 15000 bucks a shot, like, I mean, that, that's a lot of money. It adds so you got to think WWE <laughs> is paying him. You know, you know, I know they're paying Nakamura a lot of money uh, because they had to to get him from New Japan. I, In order for AJ Styles to give up that kind of money and the freedom to make his own schedule, you got to assume he's making a lot of money. And if he's making... You know, seven hundred fifty, eight hundred thousand dollars. There's no way they keep. I mean, I think they try everything they can do to keep him in the main event. At least, at least, you know, at the beginning to see if he connects. We'll see if he yeah. does. I mean, right now everyone's a smark. The internet's created a, yeah. a legion of smarks. The, yeah, the people yeah. who can wrestle are popping, and they're noticing more, you know, trends on the main roster that they see in NXT. Yeah. And if you can wrestle, you're gonna go over. People aren't chanting for Sasha Banks because they, know, know that she's Snoop Dogg's niece. I had no idea that was. Like, well, yes, that is I just the case. thought she was hot. Yeah, like and she can wrestle. So people were like, "Oh yeah. my God, she's great. She's hot. She can wrestle. Get the Bella Twins the hell out of here, please." Yeah. So uh, I mean, we're seeing that transition, which is crazy. Looking forward, NXT is probably like the most, I guess, unpredictable right now of everything, and we don't know which way it's going to go. We saw Joe versus. Um, Finn, we saw Cruz lose to Baron Corbin. Yeah. What do you want to see the beginning of the year from NXT? Like, what are you hoping to see? Like, what are you looking forward to? Honestly, I'd love to see. I mean, you know, if I were as weird as it sounds, I'd have Baron Corbin beat Finn Balor for the title, and I would have Finn Balor on the main roster. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Samoa Joe on the main roster. I think it's ridiculous that the guy's still in. He was supposed to be in NXT for a month to get used to the WWE style and then move up, and he never did. You know, I'd like to see him move up. Um, I'd like to see him keep doing what they're doing. I I think they're doing a phenomenal job with the tag teams, especially with, you know, Gable and Jordan. I I could watch those guys for an hour every week and and be fine. Um, You know, and then bringing in the Bullet Club, the Balor Club guys, you know, and then interesting, uh, some more of their international signings that don't get as much play, maybe like Lasombra. I mean, I think that guy, that guy was going to be great. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, he's working under his, well, not his real name, but a gimmick real name, but he doesn't have a mask anymore. Dude's a good looking young guy. Fantastic worker. I think you're going to see big things from him this year. Um, You know, I'd like to see more of that, more of that spotlight on those guys. Keep really keep at this point. It feels like NXT can do no wrong for the most part, you know? No, like they can't mess it up. I mean, unless they rush too many of the developmental people up before they're ready and kind of ruin the product. Because I mean. The mix between 14-year veterans and people who've been wrestling for two years, there's a learning curve. It is weird. Uh, I think the one thing that they did mess up recently was James Storm. Like, they brought the guy in. He wrestled a couple of times, but he wasn't under contract. And now he's back in TNA. Like, that's a weird faux pas from the WWE. Usually they don't put you on TV unless they got you under some kind of contract. I mean, that was weird. We see it with Gargano, I guess, but that... And yeah, Champa. I don't think they were ever worried about them going to RO. No, yeah, yeah, I mean... (laughs) But, I mean... I, that was, I think more of that. I think bringing in more indie guys to work, you know, shots here and there, but not not guys who are, uh, I mean, more indie darlings like, you know, Gargiano. I mean, I, I think I'd like to see more of that this year. Yeah, obviously more great matches. I like your idea of running uh, a big show, not a big show, but a 
you know, a major show in yeah. conjunction with every pay-per-view. I mean, even if it's not a live thing, I think that's too much. I think too much of a good thing. I think every three months is perfect for that. Oh, yeah. No, you I, know, for I the takeover specials. Keep doing that. Um, but you yeah, do just, the Wednesday taping. Like, yeah. You know. Tape a couple of weeks and then, you know, do every couple of months maybe do a show that's, you know, tied to a pay-per-view. I think that helps uh, the wrestling fans in every city who are there to, you know, who are can be counted on to go see WWE. They're going to be inter- interested to go see Definitely. NXT. We've seen them. They've sold out all those events, you know, for Every, six quick, or seven minutes. months. Yeah, six or seven months. So, yeah, more of that. Also, I'd like to see them come to Las Vegas. That's come to Las Vegas. I'm ready to see an NXT show in Las Vegas. Yeah, I need a, a West Coast tour. Anywhere yeah. close. I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll go to Phoenix. Yeah, like, I don't I just care. Phoenix, bring LA, it out here. Like, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, just please. Bring Honor, it to bring the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they're making their way over, which is good. Uh, main roster, we have Royal Rumble coming up. Ideas on that. Do you, do you like the whole belt is up for grabs? I, I think it's to get the belt off of Reigns without losing the heat, but it's gone anyway. I think you're right. I mean, I, honestly, my prediction, and again, terrible at wrestling predictions, <laughs> but I think I'm actually going to get this one right. I think Hunter is going to come back and win the Royal Rumble, and then Reigns is going to challenge Hunter at, the, at at Mania for the strap. You know, where does Brock Lesnar fit in? I don't know. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money, setting him up kind of as that top guy, but we've already seen that, and, you know, if – the problem with that, the problem with doing Reigns and Lesnar is the fans will boo Reigns again, and they've done. Yeah. they've come so far in having the fans get behind them. You gotta, you gotta have him go with Hunter. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar. I, I don't know what I would do with him. I wouldn't have him win the Rumble, even though he's in it. Um, we're bad know. with predictions, by the way, because we're smart. Right, that's you know. the problem. Yeah, they and they they tend Common to go sense. against that. But like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I saw somebody mentioned, you know, doing Nakamura and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Maybe you can set that up. I think that'd be. That'd be intriguing. They have a history, which WWE probably won't refer to. But, I mean, you know, hey, we were talking about earlier. I mean, Nock, Brock Lesnar beat Nakamura for the IWGP Championship back in 2007 or whenever it was. So, you know, you can play off that. Now, that's a little bit too smart probably for the general yeah. audience. But I think fans are really going to get Nakamura. Um, yeah, so official Royal Rumble prediction. I predict that Triple H wins the Royal Rumble, goes on, faces Roman Reigns. Loses the title to him at Mania. That's that's, that's my prediction. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I mean, that seems like something they would actually like really do, though. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, trying to think. Hunter's yeah. just like you know, put the belt on me. Like, right. but you know, whatever. Yeah, and but I mean, if it helps Reigns get over, like, yeah. you know, then it, hey, it's a uh, great idea. I think the rivalry goes down. Um, my prediction, because I had to do a piece the other day, is just that Triple H comes in, you know, enters like twenty-seven. Reigns has ran through everyone. He eliminates Reigns. Yeah, and then uh, he just hops over the rope willingly. Like, yeah, my job is done. And then that starts, you know, their road to WrestleMania, but without the belt. I, I think they want the belt on someone else. I, I think Reigns had his run, but it's time to make money. And uh, I, I think Brock Lesnar has to be in that title match at WrestleMania. You can't do it against Roman Reigns. I have Bray Wyatt winning the Royal Rumble. Oh, I'll be shocked. And I have it because Wyatt's one of the last in there. Him versus Brock. Everyone's like, oh, Brock's going to kill him. Yeah. And Braun Strowman comes and just wrecks Brock from behind and tosses his ass over. And Bray I hope Wyatt. Your idea doesn't include Braun Strowman wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania because that would like be the worst. No, I had Strowman uh, winning the Andre the Giant Memorial. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Not, yeah. God, I'm so afraid. Theoretically, that I have Taker versus Kevin Owens. Is, okay, is my. I'm so afraid pick. that that Vince is gonna do Braun Strowman and The Undertaker. Like, I've been afraid of that ever since this dude, like, lumbered out there to make his <laughs> debut, having only wrestled I so. twice. Like, I thought God. so until, like, it's like giant maybe Gonzalez a couple weeks ago. Again. Yep. I, I thought the same, uh, but I, I think The Undertaker doesn't want to come back and talk. I, I think they need someone like Bray was to just build it without The Undertaker there, and I think Kevin Owens has that mouthpiece. 
yeah. where you can just sell it without Taker yeah. and get him to come out. And then, yeah, I think Wyatt holding the belt at time. I mean, you look at his progression. You go Cena at Mania. Then you go Undertaker at Mania. What's next? Which he's losing to all. You got to remember that. Yeah. Like they, you know, they haven't put him over. And I think he's going to lose at Mania. He'll yeah. enter the champion and lose the belt to Brock. But it is what it is. Yeah. You, you give him the month and a half build. He's a guy who can talk every day as champion. Yeah. You want your champion to cut promos? Reigns can't cut promos. He's getting better. But, yeah. He, he, you know, Bray, the thing, Bray can cut as many promos right. as you want. He can. I will be honest. I'm, I've gotten a bit tired of Bray Wyatt's promo just because it's the same. Follow the buzzards and all that crap. Like yeah. I'm, I'm ready for something a little bit different. I think the problem, like, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking the way that I, I, I know Vince and them think after watching for as yep. many years as I have is they've put a year and a half into trying to get Roman Reigns over, and now that he's finally over – they're going to just take it from him. Like he's finally over and people are doing what Vince wants them to do and cheering him. Yeah. Like, I just don't think they're going to stop it. I think they're going to keep going. With See, it. I think this is the last storyline for him. Cause sooner or later, just Reigns' character of just being super strong. If you just keep it like, you know, anti-authority, all this stuff. Cool. And triple H is the last hurdle. And then after that, it's him versus Brock and he's losing. So now does he lose in two months or do we want to just appease Vince and keep a smile on his face? Like you know, a monkey with a banana for a second, and yeah. just be like, "Here, we'll throw you, we'll throw you a bone, Vince. We'll yeah. let Roman hold the belt until SummerSlam. We'll think of some stupid shit, but Brock is going to take it from him, either now or later." Well, the problem is, you know, and we tend to forget Vince McMahon is still the final call. I mean, no matter yeah. how powerful Triple H and Vince McMahon is the final call, what does Vince McMahon love? He loves big guys. What is Roman Reigns, a big guy who's on the road all the time? You know, I mean, they need a John Cena. Brock Lesnar can't be John Cena because Brock Lesnar works 30, 29 dates a year. You know, yeah. I mean, that he's got the best contract in all of entertainment or sports at this point, you know, making six or seven million bucks to show up to work for essentially a month. Like that's 30 days. Not bad. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> they need a new John Cena. John Cena is almost 40 years old. Uh, clearly, you know, is, is starting to have problems staying healthy, injured all the time. He's out now for months on end. Although with John Cena's remarkable healing powers, maybe he'll be back by next week. He like, could be. You know, who knows? Like, but I think that they've invested so much time into Roman Reigns. I just don't see them pulling the plug right now. I think no. they finally got us where they want him, what, where they wanted us to get. get. It, it was a slow build. It yes, was, man. Right. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. But the guys really, you know, this anti-authority thing, as much as I hate authority storylines, because it's, it's been 20 years of this crap. Like, yeah, you know, just I, I, cycle. It's just, just over, exhausting. Over. <laughs> you know, but Hunter has done a fantastic job. Stephanie McMahon is the most annoying character in the world oh, she's yeah. so good at it like <laughs> such a sweet woman so nice and like she's just the worst she makes me want to throw something at my television <laughs> like i yeah i i you know it's it's going to be interesting and I, the road to wrestlemania season is always the most fun in wrestling it's the time that and like the immediate aftermath is like when it's good that's when vince you know uh actually tries and yeah. doesn't change his mind and, and <laughs> knows what he wants so i'm looking forward to it it's always been vince's baby yeah like no matter what you think of the build some other pay-per-views whatever happens the rest of the year vince is gonna make that good yeah yeah and I'm, I'm excited I, I i mean the royal rumble is probably my i mean actually the royal rumble has always historically been my favorite pay-per-view just because the uncertainty you know yeah like diamond dallas page might show up looking all leathery and old exactly. like you never know you, you just never know no, exactly. I, I hope Jeff Hardy comes back. Oh, <laughs> just, that'd be pretty entertaining. Yeah, I just want to see like a crazy pop. Um, before we get out of here, uh, like I said earlier, we haven't done a pound for pound in forever. So we're giving you two this week, and we're going to end today's show with another pound for pound segment, kind of playing off our first one. We're going to do the breakout indie wrestling stars of 2016. Who do we think are those next guys? Because obviously they're getting snatched up quickly. And some guys are going to have to move up to the main roster. We're counting NXT as an indie because it is. People can say what it, what they want. It's backed 
by the main roster in WWE, but it's an indie. So uh, we're going with the five guys who can star next year. And uh, I'll go first this time. Yeah. Um, five for me, La Sombra. I, I think he's going to tear up NXT. I think he's everything they want Callisto to be right now on the main roster. They're, they're just waiting on this kid. He's going to be special. He's going to be that next, you know, Spanish, Mexican star. And it's going to be huge. Um, four, Kenny Omega. Even with the weird gimmick and all this stuff, it's his time. You got to you gotta carry New Japan. Yeah. The Gaijin role is huge. Okada needs someone to fight. Yep. You know, Okada's great, but he needs an adversary. Um, Omega has to be that next guy. So Omega's going to have a big year. Three, surprising, because a, a lot of people say Apollo Crews, all this stuff. I kind of want to go off of the map. I, I think Crews holds the title, but uh, NXT title sometime this year. But my three is Cody Hall. I saw him just with the Bullet Club and everything in New Japan. That kid is huge. He's massive, yeah. He's like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were fused together Dragon Ball Z style. Yeah, but without the drugs or alcohol. Right? So. Uh, it's insane. The kid's a freak of nature, and I think this is when they're devoid of stars and they have to create new ones. This kid is it. Yeah. And then in two years, he'll be in NXT. So Yeah, for sure. I think they're leaving him. I mean, I think WWE could have Cody Hall right now if they wanted to, but I think they're going to let him train at the dojo. Triple H? Come on. It's like, yeah, they could have him right now. Hey, Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's like his godfather. I yeah. think they're, they could have him right now if they wanted to. I think they're doing a smart thing. They let him train at the dojo, and then they'll exactly. steal him when they're ready. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, another guy I hope to see in the WWE soon, or at least NXT sometimes this year, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, killing it. Um, PWG, I heard he just tore it up. You know, Bola last year. Uh, he's been everywhere. And the guy has talent. I, I don't know what he has on the mic necessarily, but I like his attitude. I, I like what... You know, I see from him in the ring. He's kind of like a young William Regal to me. Uh, That's you know, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. People, you know, see Regal now or some of the stupid gimmicks he had, but the guy can wrestle. Yeah. He was one of, you know, the best technical wrestlers, and I see the same. And then last one, Ricochet. I don't care. I'm going to ring the bell until the shit falls off. Lucha yeah. Underground, I hope they collapse. I don't want to wish, you know, badness. He's got or, a seven-year contract. With yes, them. he does. That's so and ridiculous. I, until they go under. Yeah, that's insane. So Vince has to bankrupt an entire company to get one star, yeah, and the crazy. shit's going to happen. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. They almost went under last year yeah. after one season. Yeah, I mean, I think they have another two seasons. Max. But that's got to be it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or they'll buy them out of a contract. They'll figure something out. Yeah. I mean, we saw what they did for Del Rio. Yeah. They'll find a way to get this kid. When Apollo Crews is your roommate, and yeah. you see every day what NXT and WWE has to offer, he's going to make the jump. Yeah, I agree. So that's my top five. My five, in no particular order, really, because I just haven't thought about it too much. I had LaSombra, too. I mean, I think the guy, I, I you know, genius move, WWE getting him. He's, he's tall, good-looking dude, uh, outstanding wrestler. Um, Matt Sadal. I mean, I think the guy, like, you know, him, and Rick, yeah, him and Ricochet are making a, a phenomenal uh, tag team in New Japan. I think this is a year where he really starts to shine. He's already had his long run in WWE, you know, but I think he's really reinvigorated himself now. You know, I mean, he had – substance problems back in the day that led to his but they're gone you know yeah. it, that's all over now appears to be and he's, he's clean and healthy and really wrestling out of his mind chad gable i kept mentioning him in early you know <laughs> i mean i think the guy definitely uh, given that like he just started training i think less than two years ago is when he first started training and the guy's already a phenomenal worker outstanding Incredible. charisma fantastic on the mic like i think the guy is the next big star i think you'll he'll end up uh this year possibly this year as a pretty big star either with Jason Jordan, who is my next one, because, I mean, that guy, 
He has the look. Yeah, and the thing is, like, he's gotten so much better. Like, if you watched him before he teamed with Gable, he was, like, boring and bland. And then when he teamed with Gable, he really found himself. You can see his personality is really starting to come out. I love that he took the Kurt Angle, like, straps down. Yeah. Like his moveset has grown. Yeah. I, you know, those He's, two are great. I mean, they're great in the ring. Like that, it, it's, You know Vince is going to see them and be like, oh, yeah, you're turning on each other. Yeah. They want to split that up. Yeah. He'll be like, who's this giant guy? Have him beat the little one yeah. is what he'll do. Like, that's, <laughs> like, no, Vince, the little one's better. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the, the yeah. giant wins. The big one, the six foot four one. Yeah, that's exactly what they'll do. Um, and then, you know, I, this one would actually be my number one if I had to pick Bailey. I mean, I think that, I wow. think that she uh, – the way that she has connected with the NXT fan base has been incredible. If they can replicate that on the main roster, I mean, Dave Meltzer actually told me one time that he thinks she, if they did it right, she's got a chance to be the John Cena, but for women and children. They've I never think had so. somebody that, that. I think she's the yeah, female John Cena. They've never had anybody who uh, targets that demographic young girls. They've always got young boys and stuff. And young girls still go to wrestling, but they've never had anybody that they can really connect with. Bailey is that person. Man, if they handle her right, you know, and they don't rush it along. I mean, this was a year long, years long process of her for her to get this to where she is and win the championship. She's gotten better in the ring, um, but mostly, I just think that she has the chance to be a really, really big star. If they, I'm crossing my fingers right now. If they handle it right, no faith that they will, uh, but I think she will be a very big breakout star. I think if Vince knows how to handle any character, it's the John Cena type character. Yeah, it's a attached to children. Oh, PG. Great. Yep. They'll throw in a million make-a-wish things. They'll, you know, yeah. I'm a hugger, come out right. and hug kids. Or My fear is that they're going to, like, plant some child actor at the, like, Raw and shows going forward. Like, the girl in. Uh, like, the organic girl yeah, like who just shows up at who NXT. Lived, yeah. Who, yeah. I, I fear that they're going to try to replicate that. And it's going to be fake, and everybody's just going to be like, ah. Hopefully they don't do that. But, it, you know, as long as they, they, they handle it right, uh, she's got the potential to be very, very big. No, nah, definitely. The great list. The indies are just packed. Uh, NXT is packed. Yeah. It's going to be a great year in wrestling. It's really a resurgence. It really is. Thank you, CM Punk. Yeah, And, really. and a well-placed pipe bomb, and it's changed everything. Yep. Um, hopefully you see that guy back in a couple of years. We'll see. I after, don't think so, man. he's taking a beating. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, dude. I don't think even if he loses. I mean, he's a guy who, uh, whereas other wrestlers have always been willing to kind of pour themselves out and come back. You know, I mean, I think CM Punk is a guy who, you know, I, I think he's seen back the for the love of it. I don't think I don't think so. I don't I, think he loves it anymore. That's the problem. I, I think, think he, he hates Triple H, but all his guys are now there. Like before, yeah. he was the lone wolf. Sure, he but was, he's he still has to, for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, like, but I mean, he's, he still has to he still has to work under Vince. He still has to work under Hunter. Still his boss. I think if that Vince the way, croaks, he gets it. I'm yeah. telling you, if Vince croaks, he comes back. I really don't. I don't think there's a. I would be shocked. Like I've never been in wrestling if CM Punk is ever in WWE ring again. Like when Lesnar came back? No, I wasn't shocked by that because Lesnar's always a businessman. Like True. he's a guy who, but CM Punk is a guy who, I mean, look at him. You know, the, the straight edge thing, yep. just because he doesn't. I mean, he's a guy who, when he decides something, he sticks to it. He's not a guy who's wishy-washy, you know, and that's earned him a lot of hatred from people he works with, but that's just who he is. I don't think he ever comes back. A lot of people talk about that. Like he's going to go in the UFC and fail. Honestly, I think he wins his first fight. I mean, the dude's been training for a year and a half with Duke Rufus at that point. Yeah, like, I mean, he's fighting a lot better kids yeah. than whoever they decides to parade in yeah. front of him. I, I think he probably wins his first fight. But that's not saying he's going to be a champion. And I think when his UFC run is over, I think he's going to, you know, I think he's going to sit back. He's got a house in Milwaukee. He's got a house in Chicago. I think he's going to sit back, hang around with his smoking hot wife, you know, AJ Lee. Pop and out just, babies. Uh, and just yeah, and just out. enjoy life. Enjoy life. Go to comic book conventions, do jujitsu, be a nerd. I think he's <laughs> happy doing that. That it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Thank you for joining me today, filling yeah, in for the ever-vacationing Andreas. Yeah. When, like, is he ever going to come off his boat? I don't know, man. He goes to, like, 
Sun dancing a couple of weeks. Jeez. He goes to cover the nice. Grammys. Yeah, he's Must living the nice. life right now. Good work now. if you can get it right. Right? I need to just like be his unpaid intern or yeah. something to just carry me around. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll just take selfies of him all day. Like, here, I'll just hold the selfie stick. That'd be just, good work if you can get it too. Yep. I'm telling you. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Andre should be here for the show. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. You guys can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and every other social media. It's at the corner LSN. You can follow me at Kel Dansby on all social media. Jeremy, drop your stuff. At Jeremy Botter on Twitter. Don't add me on Facebook because I will not, if I've never met you, I will not accept your friend request. But just follow me on Twitter. Be glad to talk to you there. Yes. I mean, the guy knows everything about everything. Definitely <laughs> one of the best in the business. It's actually just so dope that you came through, did the show. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. People, like, you know, see everyone who works hard and breaks news. And it seems like, oh, man, these guys are, you know, just just unattainable or they're at a different level it's like everyone's kind of just cool no, like i mean and i you know i come down to the fight shop uh probably probably twice a week my boy owns the place and i gotta come down and pick up new stuff from roots of fight new gear my reebok fight kit i'm just kidding i'm not i don't know i don't own a reebok fight kit. punk's opponent yeah i i love dude i would fight that guy for money like i, I don't care uh, I, I love coming down here so it's a pleasure to come down always enjoy talking talking mma and, and wrestling with you Thanks, everyone. Make sure you tune in next week. Until then, we're out. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.